Welcome to the Dolman's Medicine Podcast. My name is Brian Smith. In this series, I'll try to give you insights into how the biomedical industry, including pharma, medtech and related sectors, is changing. Mostly, I'll be looking at the industry through the lens of Darwinian evolution, because that's the best science we have for understanding the complex adaptive system that is our industry. But I'll also wander into other areas of management science if I think they offer a useful way of thinking about the issues that biomedical companies face. To respect your time, the podcast will be short, usually less than 10 minutes. But if you have a curious mind and you want to know more, then please have a look in the show notes where there are links to more content, both written and video. Or if you want to discuss the evolution of your own company's business models and strategies, then please send me an email at the address in the show notes. I'd love to hear how you see our market. Now, I know your time is precious, so let's get into the podcast. I remember my first day at work as if it were yesterday. It was February 1978, a freezing cold day with snow on the ground. And I remember walking through the doors of a big former R&D lab. I saw all the white coats and smelt all the solvents in the air. For me, it was better than being a kid in a candy store. I was like a little boy who'd just been given the biggest, smelliest chemistry set ever. I still feel that excitement today, actually. I've spent over 40 years working in medtech, pharma and diagnostic companies. And honestly, I think it's the most interesting and important industry in the world. But here's the thing. This industry, my industry, doesn't make sense. Take, for example, those mission statements that I read when I stand in the reception areas of a life science company. They're all the same, whether I'm doing it in New Jersey or Basel or Tokyo. Pretty much every company talks about their mission being to save, improve and extend human life. But if they all have the same mission, then why are companies such different sizes and structures with different strategies and cultures? And none of those different business models actually work on their own. Every company I know depends on other businesses to do either its innovation or its manufacturing or its bargaining. And when I research pharma and medtech strategies, which is the job I do today, they sometimes seem crazy too. So if you read the industry media, you'll see that companies are running away from huge unmet market needs like Alzheimer's and diabetes, where there is a lot of demand. At the same time, they invest in attaining niches such as rare diseases and unusual cancers. And although healthcare systems are crying out for cost-effectiveness, most new products are me-tos that increase costs without significantly improving the outcomes. Now, you can't put this down to stupidity. The industry has more bright, educated people than pretty much any other industry sector there is. And that's what intrigues me. If you look at the life sciences industry, it seems to be a lot of very clever people doing things that, on the surface at least, don't seem to make sense. So, it was about 20 years ago when I decided that I had to scratch this itch. By that time, I had already spent 20 years in pharma and medtech companies. I'd been a scientist, a salesman and then a marketer. And I'd read every book there was to read about our business. But I still didn't feel that I had a deep, profound understanding of how it worked. So I went back to university, I 
did my PhD and I began to research why my industry was the way it was. Early on in this research, I stumbled across an essay from a famous evolutionary biologist with the wonderful name of Theodosius Dobzhansky. The essay was called Nothing in Biology Makes Sense Except in the Light of Evolution. And it really, really resonated with me because although he was talking about biology, it sounded like he was talking about my industry. Dobzhansky wrote that all life on Earth has the same mission, to survive and replicate, and yet there are over 8 million different ways of doing that. And none of those 8 million species survives on its own. They all live in a web of interdependencies on other species. And survival strategies of biological species look, look pretty crazy too. Have you ever seen fainting goats? Or the way that horned lizards squirt blood out of their eyes? Or even the way that human beings sacrifice their lives for people they don't even know? Dobzhansky's point was that none of this made sense. Nothing in biology makes sense, except in the light of Darwinian evolution. He's right, of course. Darwinian evolution is the best science we have to explain life on Earth. But it's also true that nothing in our business makes sense except in the light of evolution. Long story short, my studies led me to a whole treasure trove of research that is hardly ever taught in business schools. It turns out there are a small army of academics who have picked up the ideas of Charles Darwin and applied those ideas to non-biological systems such as economies and industries. So ever since then, my academic specialism has been using Darwinian evolution to understand the life sciences industry. I've written over 300 articles, papers and books around the topic, including my most important book, Darwin's Medicine, which is where this podcast gets its name. From this Darwinian point of view, business models are just like species. They are adaptations to the environment. And although we often talk metaphorically about the DNA of our company, life science firms really do have the equivalent of a genome. In biology, it's the genes that store information and dictate an organism's traits, like its anatomy and its physiology. But in business, information is stored in little organisational routines, which just like genes can be copied and shape the organisational traits of the business, such as its strategy and structure. Your genome consists of about 20,000 genes that carry instructions for doing everything from breathing to making babies. In the same way, your company has thousands of routines that carry instructions for doing everything from paying salaries to submitting a regulatory approval dossier. The comparison goes much further than this. Your genes can be edited and so can your organisation routines. It's that editing of a firm's routines that allows a firm to adapt to its changing business environment. And in case it's not obvious, it's that ability to adapt to the changing environment that is the source of all sustainable competitive advantage. And that's true for biological organisms, but also for biomedical businesses. So if you work in pharma, medtech or a similar firm, and your job is to make sure your company thrives and survives, then it really helps to look at it from Darwin's point of view. Because in our business, nothing else makes sense. Thanks for listening to the Darwin's Medicine podcast. If you enjoyed it, and I really hope you did, then please subscribe, leave a review and share it with your network on LinkedIn. And if you have any comments or questions, then I'll be delighted to hear from you. 
just use the email address in the show notes. I'll see you next time.